Hey, it's Josh and Andy from the Hall of Chronicles, <laughs> and you're listening to the Scare of Scuttlebutt. Scare of Scuttlebutt. Hey, y'all, this is Aubrey Eden Dukes, and you're listening to the Scare of Podcast, and that's the Scuttlebutt. Hello, Scuttlebutters. Hey, guys, this is Cam Ray. Hey, awesome humans, this is Sean from At Sean Wars. I'm a proud Scuttlebutty. Hey, Charlie Skywalker and Black Squadron 2 checking in. Hey, Roe and the Scuttlebutt crew, this is Jeff from over here at the Blue Mill Cafe, and you're listening to the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. Hi, this is Mark Newbold from Star Wars Insider and Fanta Tracks. You're listening to the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast, and that's the Scuttlebutt. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, Visit bio.link slash red5. The legend of Bigfoot is resurfacing in a western North Carolina town. A man in Cleveland County says he saw the mythic beast. I tried to call him. He got something that frightened even the self-proclaimed mountain man. This thing was ten foot tall. He had beautiful hair. I come out here and rough talked him and run him off. And I said, get away from here. Get. All new tonight at 6, social media is buzzing after a Hickory man says he captured something amazing on his cell phone camera video of Bigfoot. Screamed. I didn't know what it was, but that thing was tall. There's probably a lot more evidence than people realize. I just kind of stopped, took the phone out, gazed the hill, kept looking. He's still up here. Hey there, Scuttlebutt Nation. Thanks for joining us on another discussion. If you're new here, thank you for trying us out. And as you can see, this month we are deep diving into the odd and strange. We started the month out with an episode called Lights in the Sky, where we featured a little bit of Close Encounters and UFO talk, which is a topic that I absolutely love. It's mysterious. It's it's weird. It's odd. The perfect topic for our month-long discussion on the weird and odd. Last week, we continued the weird and odd with a little discussion with uh, Melanie and Kelly. We talked about ancient aliens and the ancient alien astronaut theory, which is another cool and interesting topic. If you haven't uh, listened to those episodes, please backtrack, check out our library and see where you can catch up. You don't have to listen to those those first before coming into this one. So if you haven't and you're, uh, you want to keep listening, uh, feel free. Continuing with our odd discussions, our discussion this month on the odd things that happen in our world, some of the weird things that uh, some of us nerds really got into. Uh, when I um, first... Uh, thought of the topic. Uh, there was all sorts of things that we can kind of clump into this uh, this month's discussions. Um, UFOs, I mentioned ancient aliens, and one of the things that really got me into the weird, I think I was a, a, a teenager just out of high school. I started reading um, books on the Loch Ness Monster, and obviously we did mention a couple of episodes um, in search of the old show from the 70s, that had a lot of Loch Ness Monster. It had a lot of uh, Bigfoot sightings. And uh, someone that is very familiar with Bigfoot, we brought in JT. What is happening? How are you doing tonight? 
Hey, Ro, thanks. Thanks for inviting me. This sounds fun. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, I, I, I went right before we started recording. I was telling you that, uh, you know, one of the things that really uh, intrigues me was the, the Bigfoot sighting stories, people that are talking about Bigfoot. And I started watching some shows, but I put it out there on the Twitterverse and uh, people were telling me uh, your name kept popping up as far as Bigfoot <laughs> um, topics. So uh, it, it's the, the perfect match. Um, Tell me a little bit about um, your show and um, why people, why did people tell me to, to, to invite you for the Bigfoot show? Um, sure. Yeah. So I have a, a YouTube uh, live show on Wednesday nights. Uh, we generally go on at 730 uh, Mountain Standard Time. And I, it's a, a group of just a couple of different things on that show. We, we do different topics. And one of the topics that uh, is one of the favorites from the people in the chat is uh, a thing that I call um, uh, Bigfoot report. So caps, Bigfoot, Bigfoot report. So the, the show actually, let me backtrack. Yes. So the, my show is called late night with cap. Um, that's one of my favorite Marvel characters. So I, I took on that uh, name. Uh, but yeah, it's caps, Bigfoot report. And we, we, we I either find some really uh, pixelated pictures or pixelated video or sound, or we have like discussions about, you know, if, if this is a Bigfoot or is that a, or is that something else in the woods that someone thinks is Bigfoot? Uh, yeah, it all spurred from a, uh, I had a guest on that, uh, her name's Dreaming Tabitha. She, um, knew about Bigfoot. She had a, one of her friends, uh, supposedly, came into a run-in with Bigfoot. And so I had her on to talk about it and, and everything kind of uh, went on from there. So every, everyone's expecting some type of Bigfoot report on my show now. <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot report. That is awesome. Let me ask you this because um, I mentioned that I was really into reading about Loch Ness Monsters and UFOs, Project Blue Book, all that stuff kind of fascinated me as a, as a young kid. Why is it do you think why is it do, um, that these stories um, they spark the imagination obviously but w why do we love them so much um I, I believe a lot of people um are either scared or curious of the unknown right so they may see or hear a noise and they're not familiar with uh, so uh, ever since man was you know scratching on the walls with with some paint they just wanted to kind of decide what that was and is it was that a deer or was that something else was it some mythical creature so the human race has always try to find an answer to the unknown and i think that's just why a lot of people flock to sasquatch now or bigfoot is because it's like the last thing that we have that people still might believe in other than ghosts or uh demons and that sort of thing Sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was really prevalent in the 70s. We had a lot of uh, Bigfoot sightings and Sasquatch. Um, some of the yeah. other names that, uh, you know, Abominable Snowman or Yeti. Um, yeah. These uh, yeah. creatures were said to have, uh, you know, lived, um, you know, depending on what they're called, I guess. You know, the Yeti was uh, – somewhere in the give, give us a little background on where these uh legends uh, you know came from and obviously you know I, I mentioned we mentioned different names but they they do live 
supposedly, or they are found in, in different areas of the, of the world? Uh, y yes. So um, before I go into the origins, um, there, there, I do have a pamphlet. Yes, a pamphlet called the Sasquatch, Sasquatch Field Guide. Um, it's written in, uh, by uh, Dr. Jeff Meldrum. Um, he's one of the doctors who specialize in uh, this field. So either crypto or some, some other thing like that, but he's really interested in following, you know, is a, is a Bigfoot for real or is it just some type of myth? Now from this pamphlet, this is where I'm getting this from. Um, it, it's, it's originated from Asia. So that's where you get the Yeti um those type of stories and then somehow they walked over the um that same uh what do you call it uh, i'm losing my thoughts here but the um the land bridge from that's between Russia and alaska yeah yeah so they came over there and that's when you got the sasquatch type of myth um and then that's really what it origin origins from yeah the asian um continent um, which makes sense because if you think about it, that's where kind of most humans either came from or went to, um, out of Africa or whenever the world was kind of formed that time. So, and they say, do say that, um, in this same pamphlet that, um, he's not like a, he would be in the middle between us humans and maybe like an orangutan as far as like if you went down like the line of where we kind of spread out okay where 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 do things evolve from where would be right there in the middle um that according to this doctor <laughs> um and it's funny that he they say it's, i actually have a dedicated i had a dedicated stream to literally just this guide where we went through it um but yeah uh that's that's the origins that this supposed this doctor supposedly uh, believes they came from. Interesting, interesting. And I mentioned that uh, Bigfoot sightings were so prevalent in the '70s. You know, we had so much footage and so many pictures. You don't see a lot of that nowadays, and I want I wonder why that is. But let's talk about some of your favorite sightings. And everybody, if you mention Bigfoot to anybody, you obviously automatically get thrown into um, thinking about that footage that was shot uh, back in 1967, I think, um, one of the most influential Bigfoot um, images that, that is out there, um, the Patterson-Gimlin um, footage of the Bigfoot walking in the distance and then turning around looking at the, uh, at the photographer. Do you know what I'm talking about? In October of 1967, he and a friend were in the Bluff Creek area of Northern California to investigate a reported sighting of two creatures. Suddenly his horse shied as a large creature stood erect from behind a log where it had been drinking from the creek. Patterson grabbed a 16 millimeter camera from the saddlebag and jumped from the back of the rearing horse to take the following pictures. Let's hear in Patterson's words exactly what happened that day. As it, uh, as it walked across his sandbar, I was able to get uh, uh, some fairly good footage of it. It turned uh, a couple of times and looked at us. And as it uh, as it turned, uh, uh, it seemed to give me the impression that it didn't want uh, anything to do with us. It didn't run. It didn't uh, act scared, but yet it acted leery of us. 
I do understand. I do know that one. Uh, that one is supposedly a, a hoax, right? Uh, some people still believe it's real, um, but that has been somewhat de- debunked in some by some people in the field. Um, some of the other. Uh, that's like the biggest joke, right? Like everyone tries to film Bigfoot, but it ends up being blurry or out of focus or um, can't really like tell what it is. Those are kind of my favorite because it gets your mind thinking, right? What could it be? Like, you don't know if it's a bear. You don't know if it's um, a cow. You don't know if it's some, you know, uh, like a wolf or a some other creature out there. So just it just gets your gears going as far as thinking what it could be and that's my favorite ones my favorite ones are the ones that it's not so blatantly office obvious because then you go okay is that fake now the other ones where you it could what is that it makes you kind of think and not kind of jump right to is it a hoax or is it real so right right there is one bigfoot <laughs> sighting video that i absolutely love um and i'm trying to look to see if there's a description online here, but it's, uh, I think it's, somebody is videotaping or recording this, um, what, at, at first it looks like a bear. And yeah. it's, it's you know, it's, it's moving around, it's doing things. Obviously it's very, it's kind of blurry because it's really far off and they're, you know, they're zooming in. Um, and all of a sudden this bear kind of uh, stands up on its hind legs and starts walking around and you can see clearly the the, the visuals, the shape of uh, something that no longer looks like a bear. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen that. I believe I've seen that one. There's a lot like that where you see something black or brown and it's just kind of squatting and then it just stands up and and then you really realize how tall this this creature is based off i the eye line of you know a tree or maybe a nearby rock uh, that someone's familiar with and i'm gonna go back to this guide because this guide um does show you how to judge the the um the height of something if you were to see something in the wild uh what it if, it, if it's like six feet to seven feet or even taller so uh, I, there's another one out there that we did have on my show where um, it does look like a walking ape. Um, it is, it, it's again, blurry, but it, it is walking. It's sort of like the one from the seventies, um, but it's, it's uh, it looks more ape like than uh, maybe a guy in a, a suit or something. So there is that out there. <clears throat> yeah. It's so interesting. You know, I, I was, um, I, I always, the, the last few episodes, we were talking about UFOs and, and um, how, you know, back in the day, we didn't have these high-tech um, cell phone cameras in our back pockets available to us at every moment of the day, where if we saw lights in the sky, we could just pull these things out and, uh, you know, zoom in and get a, a pretty decent picture. Um, it's almost like the aliens and the Bigfoots knew that we've got these uh, wonderful devices now that they're, like, hiding even more so. Um, why, and I'm doing some research online as you're talking about it. And I did mention that. Yeah, there was another one as I'm talking, it came out a couple of days ago, um, where someone had a a camera on an Eagle's nest, like one of those outdoor cameras. Yeah. If you, if you look way in the distance of that outdoor camera, you, you do see someone or something on 
two feet walking around shaking trees and the eagles are freaking out and they're wow. they're very yeah you could if you just look up bigfoot news um you, you it 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 does show that it uh and someone posted the video i believe on tiktok but i i think i could put it here in your little message on your little podcast oh episode. yeah gotta yeah, love so, that tiktok <laughs> yeah so like you're right though um you were saying that uh, the cameras right i've heard theories about they they're kind of unaware that they're more aware of of the cameras than we we think they are um like they're smarter some people said they're from a maybe a different dimension and they just know that hey you have you have something that's recording me i i know i'm not supposed to be on that so i kind of <laughs> i kind of dip out <laughs> uh, that's bizarre. Yeah, people have given me those series on my show. Uh, some think that, um, yeah, they just jump from dimension to dimension. That's why you can't really catch them in, yeah. in focus. Yeah, it's you know interesting. Like interesting. So yeah, earlier I I mentioned the fact that you know why is it that we don't see Bigfoot anymore or UFOs? But I'm looking at um, at some sightings, and obviously I mentioned uh, we were talking about the 1967. Um, you know, man in a suit, uh, Bigfoot sighting that was, uh, that you mentioned was debunked. Um, but, uh, there is, you know, there are some more modern, uh, sightings. Um, there's one yeah. called the marble, the marble mountain Bigfoot, um, the shadowy figure that kind of, uh, gets on its hind legs and starts walking away from the camera. Um, yeah. the independence day Bigfoot, which happened in, what is this? Uh, 1994, right. Provo Canyon Bigfoot, two, 2012. Yeah. Um, Allegheny Bigfoot, 2007. Um, this one is uh, the Allegheny Bigfoot is kind of a weird um, night vision scope where you see a kind of a, yep. that looks like a, a gorilla. Um, yeah, there's, there's one, there was the one I was talking about earlier was in Idaho and it, it's a big creature. Um, you, you don't really can't really tell what it is, but your your thoughts about the sightings, um, the, the there's even one in Arizona, and that's where I live. There, there's supposedly one here um, in our northern part of the state uh, called the Mogollon Monster. Um, that's what we call it here, but it has a similar traits: uh, very ape-like, long little long hair. Um, he's been seen in the Grand Canyon. He's been seen, um, around Flagstaff, Arizona, if you know what that is, where that is. Uh, but yeah, we, we have seen them now speaking of sight, do you know where the most, do you know where the most sightings are? Would you guess where that was? Um, if I had to guess, uh, I would say somewhere in the Appalachians. <laughs> well, not really. Uh, Washington State is is the, oh okay. Uh, around they have at least so far um, reported by state around six hundred. So, and the next closest state to that is California, which is you know right below that. So, yeah. Well, it's interesting. You talk about the land bridge from uh, from uh, the continent just uh, east of of Washington. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, you have. Uh, Alaska, and um, uh, I can kind of see that that's where they kind of migrated to. If uh, if you were to yep. believe in the in a Bigfoot, and then you know come down from 
from the Washington area down the uh, oh. down the the mountains and the on the west coast there. Interesting. Yeah, that would make yeah. sense. I'm, uh, yeah. Take very interesting. It's it's crazy because you don't think about that, right? And right. And, okay, where did Bigfoot come from? But and you know, some people theorize that you know we came from, from that land bridge. So sure, uh, but people so that we're here. Um, so why wouldn't something else walk that way, right? So, right. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking up uh, the Ohio Bigfoot sighting. There's uh, yeah. some. Uh, surveillance video or like security video of uh looks like a looks like a closed down um like a field house for a park and you yeah. can see you can de you de definitely see the uh the bigfoot walking on its hind legs looking through garbage cans yeah it's pretty it's pretty crazy and um you know this myth of the sasquatch or the bigfoot has been around for a while um, you know, Native Americans have statues and rock paintings um, of these creatures. So it kind of makes you wonder what they saw, right? Because they didn't have cameras um, and they didn't have um, anything to record anything with except right. their eyes and their memory. So why would they draw something that looked like them but much bigger um, that wasn't a bear? Because they, they, they obviously knew what a bear was, right? And sure. They were pretty good at coming up to certain animals without being spotted because uh, a lot of the natives were pretty good hunters. Uh, so, you know, obviously they had they had to see something better than we have. Um, right. <laughs> right. So. Right. You uh, you mentioned cryptozoology. And uh, one of the things that, again, as a as a young kid that really interested me is uh, Two episodes ago, I was talking to Melanie about um, a story I was reading regarding um, the fact that they found a um, supposedly extinct prehistoric fish called a coelacanth. And um, yep. it was, uh, you know, obviously, you know, uh, science thought it was extinct. It shouldn't uh, it shouldn't have been there. But uh, we found it, um, you know, deep in the ocean somewhere. And it makes you, you know, it does make you wonder, like, what else is down there? <laughs> Life began on the Earth about 600 million years ago, and now Professor J.L. Smith has arrived back in South Africa with one of its earliest inhabitants. A fish called the coelacanth, it was caught by a native fisherman near Madagascar. The professor unpacked his antique treasure before South Africa's Prime Minister, Dr. Malan, who had placed a plane at his disposal to collect the fish before decomposition set in. The coelacanth, thought to have become extinct about 50 million years ago, is described as a fish with arms and may prove to be the link between man and his sea ancestors. If so, we were once a pretty kettle of fish. They say that uh, a, a very small percentage of the deep sea is is really uh, has been explored, and we really don't know. Um, more of our you know moon and space have ex has been explored than than uh, our own uh, sea sea floors and stuff like that. And you always see these weird creatures like these deep sea anglers that live almost in complete darkness. They've got some you know albino. Uh, looking eyes and and you know those those uh, those deep sea anglers really are like creatures from another planet. 
Yeah, I, and we know more about our outer space than we do the ocean. Right? Yeah. And there's actually creatures that we could or could that we know of, or like you said, don't know of down there. Um, so who knows what we can find if, if we were to do as much research and and, and get um, further down there or just send like some robot or whatever that can handle the pressure. Who knows yeah. what we would find? I think we would find more down in the ocean than we would uh, in space, to be honest. Yeah, the ocean uh, deep in the jungles in South America. I know they're you know they're always finding new species of spiders and insects and things like that. Um, obviously, plants. Um, but it, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's it's fascinating. Um, some of the things that mankind can probably uh, benefit, other than you know being on YouTube every second, and maybe uh, maybe we should change direction in our uh, our search for knowledge there yeah yeah i <laughs> i mean if i had enough if i had enough time and resources that would be fun that i that's probably something i would like to do is try to figure out what's what's really happening like kind of here on earth and and see what maybe we're missing out on because we're not we're not stopping and you know looking around i mentioned in our first episode this month regarding uh, the uh, the pyramids and a lot of the statues that have been found in Central America, the Aztecs, the Mayans, etc., uh, etc. Et and you know everybody, all these shows talk about who built the pyramids and who did this and you know why are there these cave drawings that you know they look like spacemen. Um, it's interesting to me, you know the one of the things that I I kind of believe is. That you know, I think mankind has had imagination for a really long time. Um, we, you know, mankind definitely did not have the distraction that modern man does. Um, there was no internet, no social media, nothing. I mean, we. Uh, no, I, I think it, it's it's one of the things that um, that has I think distracted modern man um, more so than 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 ancient. Yeah, man. yeah, and. You're right, and we, you know, we have uh, we have other distractions or other things to fill that um, imagination, right? Like movies. Sure. Um, before movies, everyone sat around the fire or some place, and someone told you a story, and you, in your own mind, imagined what it would be. So why not do that with someone that some hunter comes out of, comes home from a long trip and says, "Hey, I saw this massive creature." Um, with a lot of hair, <laughs> he didn't look like, he looked like me, but he wasn't like us. And, um, of course people would run wild with that. With that. And, and that's happened since even like with Greece in Greece and Romans and everyone has like these wild imaginations because they didn't, they didn't have anything else. Really. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are there any other, um, aspects of cryptozoology that, uh, that you find fascinating? Any other creatures that, uh that you have seen or read about uh, Wendigo, uh the wendigo or the um there's also the skinwalkers because up here oh yeah some, yeah skinwalkers are one of those um kind of like werewolves where um it's a human in the in during some port portion of the day or not, and in at some certain time or hour um they kind of change into an animal it could be any animal uh 
there's even you know scenes where people where they talk about where they're driving long trips uh, between here and say the Grand Canyon or northern Arizona or up to New Mexico and, and those roads are very long very dark um, you know truck drivers or people that do that a lot they may see something and they don't know what how to explain it you know they saw a guy and then they saw a dog like <laughs> what you know what is that type of thing so it's again it's imagination and um what are they so they, yeah i've heard of those there's there's a few of uh, I, I like hearing about that thing um you were talking about the ancient like who built who what and all that there's a new show documentary miniseries netflix um, I think it's Ancient Apocalypse. Yes. It just came out. And I'm very fascinated with that one. I'm going to start watching that. Um, and that's the gentleman in that show. And it, uh, the name's not coming to me at the moment. He thinks there was a, a race kind of like us that was very intelligent, had a lot of technology, and then something went wrong. Um, and we all we all started from square one. Yeah, that's interesting. Um yeah, that was definitely my type of show. You know, there is also, um, you know, there's also a, uh, an idea or a concept uh, floating around um, that uh, mankind was, um, there's a kind of a lost knowledge uh, that, uh, that modern man does not know or was not aware of uh, as far as some of the knowledge that was utilized to build these great cities. Um, I don't know if it's easier to to attribute aliens coming down and showing um, ancient man how to how to build a pyramid rather than realizing that hmm, maybe maybe we built them our, ourselves because we we had all this time to kind of think of and and, uh, you know, and figure yeah. things out. Um, but it's still interesting. I, you know, obviously, I, I you know, being a science fiction fan, I, I kind of love those those wacky stories. Um, I love that show. Um, but yeah, um, I think one of, uh, my favorite movies, one of my favorite Bigfoot movies is uh, Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what what is your favorite or what is the best uh, Bigfoot movie? I know there's one uh, um, either on Netflix or Hulu that uh, it, it was like a six episode miniseries. And each episode, they're like, Next episode, we'll see a Bigfoot, and it just never comes. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of popular movies, right? Except for everyone who goes to Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> yeah. They talk about movies. I've, I've seen a few, but they don't, they're, they, they're not very good movies. I would say they're B at the best. Um, there was one about a Bigfoot where it was kind of like a Blair Witch type of thing where a group of young um, college students wanted to go off and find Bigfoot and they found some creepy dude that said he had it captured. They followed him. It was a trap and, you know, and, and it ended up not being like a Bigfoot story. It ended up being like a weird trap in the woods type of story. So it, they kind of get you with that, right? It's a Bigfoot movie. Right. Sometimes it's a, you kind of have to be careful what you watch because sometimes it's not, but usually yeah. it's documentaries about Bigfoot and, and, yeah, I haven't found a really good one that I love. And obviously there's a whole bunch of, you know, UFO sighting documentaries that are, yeah. are very well done. They integrate uh, a, lot, a lot of the found footage that uh, that has been acquired by the producers and they do that very well. Um, 
perhaps. But I, yeah, I really haven't found like a really good Bigfoot documentary that, uh, you know, I, not that I want to be scared, but I just, I want, I want the documentary to be, you know, done Decent. decently. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. There was, there was one on Netflix where it was supposedly around Bigfoot, but it ended up, ended up being, um, a guy that just hung out with the wrong crowd and they end up being like drug smugglers or something. Yeah. I think that's the one I was talking about. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. 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 I didn't like that one either. Uh, yeah. What do you think about the um, the the feet castings, the footprints that have been found throughout uh, the U.S.? Um, people are making casts of of feet uh, footprint, big feet, I guess. What do you think of those? I think they're pretty cool. Um, I'm again, I'm not sure how you could um, fake some of them. Um, even the in, again back to that guide, that Sasquatch guide, um, that. Uh, Dr. Uh, Jeff Meldrum, he started with making a cast. He found a footprint in the woods. He was sure what it was. And it, w- it was about um, like fif- 15 inches was the length of that he found. Um, but he, um, in his guide, he actually shows you how to make a casting uh, if you ever find one. Um, oh, and that, uh, yeah, I think that would be really cool if you did because you know, people do that. They, they even cast, um, mountain lions and, uh, wolves and other deer. So they know what's out there in the, in their area of their woods. And if they find something that they know, they isn't, shouldn't be there. Just make you think, I think those are great. I think, I think they're just another element to look at if they're, so you have the videos, right? You have the audios with the, the audio sounds with the woots and, and, and then you have these casts. So it kind of gives you a lot of something to go with. So, okay, okay, I've, I've got this. So you could end up, you know, somewhat believing that it exists. Sure, sure. And, you know, watching um, one of the biggest reasons I love watching these UFO documentaries is that the kind of they, they play around with your senses. You get freaked out, you get a little scared, but it's still fascinating. I think uh, yeah. that's one of the reasons I love watching the the Bigfoot stuff, you know, especially the, the like you said, the blurrier, the better, because your mind <laughs> takes over and fills in yeah. the blank. You know, could this be? Is it? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, because we're so um, jaded with CGI and stuff. <laughs> we would see something and we would say, no, that's fake, right? It, was, it could be clear as day, right? Right. And people would say that is that is CGI. The news is pulling a fast one on us, um, unless you're there in person. Um, but that's why the blurry videos, I think, kind of help because it makes you go, hmm, like that, that could be something. I was playing soccer with my friends. When the ball rolled down the road, that's when I noticed it was looking at us. It was up on the hill. It was standing there watching. Okay. I came outside and she was like, there's something up there watching us. I saw it standing up on the hill. That day I saw Bigfoot. Last question. I, what are you going to do to be the first man to capture footage of a, of a Bigfoot in 4K? <laughs> uh, uh, 
I guess I'll post it to Utah, YouTube or TikTok. That's probably where <laughs> I'll get the most views. <laughs> too funny, too funny. But yes, uh, somebody who is uh, living in those areas, please tag us if you get some Bigfoot footage. That would be awesome. Yes, and if you have fans of the podcast and um, you want to share footage that you have found um, and you want me to talk about it on my show, you can send it to me um, on Twitter at jgun09. Uh, you can send it there. Um, uh, and, and, uh, or, or uh, yeah, that's probably the best way right now to send me stuff like that. So <clears throat> Very cool, very cool. I think my yeah. next task, um, because I... Uh, you know, I'm an editor by trade and, and do some special effects and graphics from, from time to time. Um, I've always wanted to fake a UFO sighting. So I think, um, that's going to be <laughs> that on my be list of things to you do. Could do it. Where would you do it at? Like, where would you fake it? Uh, you know, just, uh, start simple. Um, <laughs> you know, shoot some video out, uh, on the back deck point upwards and uh utilize some you know some uh after effects tracking software points and and see what uh see what we can come up with but you know the 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 funny thing about that is again you know you're it doesn't have to be super complex you know the the like i like we were talking about the mind kind of fills in the gaps um you know a low hum with uh, some flickering lights up in the sky would probably be enough, and then just you know blur it out a little bit. I think uh, I think that would be spooky. Yeah, I mean we had that here in Phoenix. Um, we had the six lights um, a few years, like a decade ago or more. Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, and we till this day people don't know what that was. Um, and I saw that in person. I mean, I was young, but I. I saw, I remember seeing it uh, and questioning uh, what what that could be. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, you could nowadays you could probably easily fake that and and have a good video. So, absolutely, always fun, always fun stuff. All right, friends, time to say thank you and acknowledge all the wonderful souls that help keep the lights on over here at the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. Team Scarif gives you all a heartfelt thanks. We're super lucky to have you. Big thanks to our executor tier patrons, Backyard Tardis, Nick Schaefer, a huge supporter of the Red 5 Network. Go support his channel and catch up on his adventures in locksmithing. Scott and Kim from the Used and Abused Podcast, another Red 5 pod. Look for them on all the socials. Can't forget our other patrons, Rogue One Radio. Thank you, DJ. DJ Steve and Nicole. And check out Comics and Cosmetics. Danny's got some lovely takes on comics and uh, cosmetics. Go subscribe to her show. Our Miami pal, The Frank. What's up, Frank? And Joey Rosales, longtime supporter of The Scuttlebutt. Thank you, kind sir. Massive shout out to my co-host and mistress of the dark, Chantel of Scarif After Dark. And the ever so wonderful Belinda. Thank you so much. And I'm glad you're on this list. Big thanks to our other friends, Alex and Jay, and our resident classic Hollywood expert, one of our favorite collaborators, Melanie Marquita. Big hugs to you, my friend. Huge respect to all our patrons. And if you want to help us keep the lights on over here and enjoy the show, head on over to patreon.com slash scuttlebutt. Remember, we can't have the scuttle without the butt. It's always sunny on Scarif with patrons like you.
JT, thank you very much for coming by and talking about Bigfoot. Good thing you had that pamphlet, but I know, uh, like I said, your name kept popping up as a Bigfoot connoisseur. Tell folks where people can find you. Uh, yeah, like I said, you can find me on my YouTube channel. It's uh, Late Night with Cap. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at, at jgun09. Um, and I just go live on Wednesdays. I have fun. We talk about bad graphic design. We talk about Bigfoot and some other interesting topics that happen around. Not That's not really pop culture or politics. We just focus on kind of the, the other stuff in the world that people should probably just look at. So it, it's a good time. And uh, yeah, you can find me there. So awesome oh, and also, I'm, also, I'm also part of one of your networks. I'm, I, should, <laughs> I, should plug, I should plug them or they'll get mad at me. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I also do movie reviews with R2 the Icky and Maria at After the Weekend. That's another YouTube channel. And that's part of the Red Five Network. So you can find me there too. So, And you guys go on Mondays, is that correct? Yeah, we're actually going on here soon. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. It is Monday. We're recording on Monday. I'm like totally, <laughs> totally off. I work on the weekend. So my Monday sometimes is my Thursday. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So it's a little goofy, but uh, awesome, awesome. Okay. Yep. Yeah. If, if you have any weird sightings, UFOs, Bigfoots, lights in the sky, send them on over. Uh, but uh, let us know what you think of uh, our month of odd episodes. Leave us a voicemail here at the Scare of Scuttlebutt Hotline. Call us at seven seven three two three four eight six five nine or email us at scareofscuttlebutt at gmail .com. And if you want to check out the rest of the Red 5 family, check us out at bio.link slash red5. You can find a whole bunch of wonderful content creators, both YouTube and audio only, over there. Just hit the link and start scrolling. Until next time, this is Ro from the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Don't forget to look up or look in the darkness in that sky and uh, the forest and just... Try to try to be uh, aware of all the cool things that uh, that are surrounding you. But uh, until next time, we'll check everybody out, and that's the scuttlebutt. listener just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the red five network family red five network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love so the next time you're itching for quality content make sure you head over to red five network.com you'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more all wings report in it's the red five network <laughs>